I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Like victory. G'day listeners, welcome back to Full Metal Movie Reviews. It's your host, Samboy, and this week we're changing things up a bit. We're doing a TV series with me to discuss all things sliding scale, poor martial arts, mediocre storytelling, generally a bad season three of Cobra Cry, is Phones. How are you, man? Samuelson. Your best podcast is still inside. Now it's time to let out. I'm great, man, and uh, I can't wait to get in on Cobra Kai Season 3 with you because I'm sure we're going to get heated. (laughs) And listeners, we've got a a, a special third guest. We haven't had a third guest in years, Um, ever since the days of Dave, since we kicked off that bum. We've got a... a, uh, I'd say a guru of all things Karate Kid. He's from the 5074 Dojo. Uh, it's the one and only Andy. Andy, how are you, bud? Hey, guys. Good. How's it going? Yeah, good, mate. Good. All right. So let's, let's just jump into it. So, listeners, we are going to be reviewing the entire um, season three of Cobra Kai, which came out on January 1st. Of course, this is a full metal review, so spoiler warning, if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this. And um, just also a bit of a trigger warning, one of the three, <clears throat> i.e. myself, did not like it as much as two of the others. So I may be saying things to deliberately upset certain people. All right, with that in mind, let's just jump straight into it. Phones, I'm going to start with you, bud. What did you think of season three? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I sat down, I binge watched it. Like, I binge watched the other seasons. Season one, watched it in a night. Season two, watched it in a night. Season three, watched it in a night. Because um, it's so watchable. Back to back. Bam, 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 bam. Um, I do agree with you on one point with the previous discussion that we had when you were trashing some of the uh, storytelling um i only got up to about episode four when you said this i will agree that like episode six seven eight that kind of it's a very thin storyline it loses it's gas very th- it loses gas it, 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 it does lose gas it it does lose, lose gas i will agree it doesn't get bad it's still watchable but it does lose gas like they're essentially they're stretching out an already thin plot um, do I feel that they could have ended it at season three? Yes, because I feel they're just stretching it out a little bit more to kind of capitalize on Netflix. But I still liked it, still enjoyed it a lot, and I am looking forward to season four. Oh, good on you, mate. Andy, where do you sit? Uh, look, I I really enjoyed it. I think I, I'm, I'm the same as um the same as phones. I binged it in in two days. Um, I think I I agree that some of the story was a little washed out um, towards the second half. Um, the one thing that 
I guess I didn't really like, which I think was fairly common in this season, was um, the flashbacks to the movies. I felt like there was a lot of that in this season, where previous seasons there wasn't as much. Um, so that was sort of my my only, I guess, negative. I think they, they leaned on that a little bit too much. Um, but I really enjoyed... Um, the focus on Crease and learning a little bit about his backstory. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, la di da, gentlemen, because i got to tell you, the whole second act, I guess you'd say, or maybe, I don't know, second half of this season was terrible. <laughs> it was padded out. It went nowhere. It meandered like all hell. Um, why the hell did... Um, What's her name? Christy. What's her name? The His girlfriend from the first one. Allie. Allie. Why did she come Allie. back? What the fucking point was that? What, what was the point, was the the point, point of her that? coming back? I actually enjoyed the way that they used her. Because the point of her coming back tell is... Me, tell me what the point to, was. Tell I will me what tell the point you, was. I will tell you. I will tell you. The origin of the original Karate Kid movie was two guys fighting over a girl. And for the entire Cobra Kai series, these two guys just can't get along. Even when they are getting along, even when they're fighting together, they just break down. They hate each other. They never unite. Even though you as a fan, you're like, oh my God, guys, just come on, come on, constantly fighting. Now, the reason why that they're fighting, the reason why they originally started fighting, came by and showed them, hey, what do you actually hate each other about? That was a whole point of Ali. I think it was done perfectly. And I was actually a little concerned when they brought it back. That's me falling asleep. Yeah, that's great. You can fall asleep as much as you like. But at the end of the day, they're going to make a shitload of money off this. So, uh, who's right? <laughs> they brought it back perfectly, man. Okay, perfectly. all right. So, I did, understand I've, that I've logic. I've got a question, yeah, go question on. on Ali. Did, did anyone else feel like we got a little bit swerved in the sort of shots they were doing of the doctor that was operating on Miguel? Or was I the only one to pick up on that? No, no. I thought that was Ali because she was blonde and sort of facing the other way. And she was a doctor. That was sort of how I thought they were going to write her in. Yeah, I, I didn't. Mm. I didn't actually pinpoint that up. But now you mentioned that. would be more interesting that. than what they did do. But no, no, I like what they did. Like um, they all right, do. maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe let's do this. I, I'd give this. So season one was probably like an eight. Season two was probably like a seven and a half, seven. This is like a six. This season, season three. I think this thing is this whole thing is losing gas, right? The reason why I was on board with it because it was the, rege- the redemption of Johnny, right? It's his life has turned to shit. He's trying to get it all back together, piece it all together, build something for himself, and I guess redeem Cobra Cry. Now that kind of got ambushed by um, what's his name, Crease, coming into this picture, and I don't like the th- basically. I don't like all the fucking side. All the bullshit sidetracks. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't need the continuation of the Larusos because he, Danny, Danny boy got his three movie arc right. This is fucking John's series. I felt season three in particular 
the best parts of season three was when he was in it, trying trying to you know motivate Miguel to walk again, or um, I guess that fight scene with the at the mechanics, um, the final fight scene against Crease. All the best parts were basically involving Johnny. LaRusso, who gives a fuck about your friend, your car dealership? Who gives a fuck about anything you're doing? I understand in terms of the scheme or the bigger picture, you need him for Miyagi-Do to, I guess, see the light and get the kids out of the Cobra Kai environment into the, you know, Miyagi-Dojo, whatever. But I don't know. I just felt like it had maybe three good episodes and then seven just meh fillers. Also, I really, really, really do not like the, what they've done with Samantha. Like, how many times does she have to lose confidence in herself and then find the inner confidence and strength? Like, how many times do we have to go through this? We, it's season three, and this is like the second time they're doing it. Back to back. <laughs> um, Robbie is like, oh my God, just flip-flopping. I don't know what... I, I, I would prefer if he just stayed in jail the whole season and just got like... Just became some hardened, hard nut. Look, you know I, I would have been happy if they killed him off. I would have been happy if he took that car, got into a car accident, and died. Well, like, I, I don't like Robbie at all, but I don't get—I uh, don't get the point of his character anymore. Really. Like, nah, it's useless. He's I looking actually, for a father figure, so then he goes to some random old guy. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> no, you know, you know what? I, Robbie, Peter, missed a couple... alert! Get the fuck out of there, Robbie! He's going to touch you up. <laughs> Robbie missed a couple episodes, and I—I I did not miss him. And then I actually, towards the end, was like, oh no. They're going to have to bring Robbie back for something. I'm like, ah, well. And then Um, when he got, like, knocked out by the shelf, I actually cheered, so. I'm not down for the redemption of Hawk. Don't care about what happens to Hawk. Shitlip has to go. He's, like, he's no longer a main character. Like, he's has to, he's a B character, and we're just devoting too much time to this loser. Um... I, I did enjoy when he kicked the shit out of that chubby, annoying <laughs> friend of... Um, that was pretty good, though. <laughs> um, yeah, the fight... The fight Dimitri, yeah. I hate, Dimi- oh, I hate Dimitri so much, too. Oh, the arm break scene was yeah, pretty that was good. Yeah. Um, I do like Tori. I want more of Tori. I, I kind of like her backstory, and I like how she's just, like, bitter and just hates... Wants to eat the rich. I love that sort of aspect of it. So I'm, more, I'm yeah. down for that. She's but there's a whole list of kids that they got to get rid of, man. Like, it's too bloated now. They didn't really introduce any more than what they had. They actually got rid of some. So, I mean, it's not any more bloated than what it was on the previous seasons. So, what do you mean by that? I just said, because they start going off on these sidetracks, right? Like I said, so the main arc was fundamentally three episodes worth. Mm-hmm. Then they go on all these sidetracks or side minor arcs with I don't know raising money and then Hawk beating up all the kids and then I, I uh, look I don't care I, I agree with you Johnny's the best part of the series yeah. uh, I, I 100% agree with you and Ralph Macchio um, I get it you know you're playing the sweet Miyagi wannabe guy but I'm kind of sick of I'm kind of sick of Daniel's son uh, I'm, I'm sick of the so <laughs> What's actually, um, it, yeah, I actually 100% agree with both of you. I think the best, the best part of the series is Johnny um, and all of the sort of laugh out loud sort of scenes involved Johnny in this season um, and agree that the, the Daniel sort of trying to be the Miyagi figure is, is kind of getting a little bit played out. Um, and the Johnny-Miguel relationship is 
very much just like a badass version of the Daniel Miyagi relationship. Yeah, it's just like a normal relationship, <laughs> um, like a yeah. like a guy and a, and a student, like not a weird pseudo fucking. I'm not Japanese, but I'm trying my hardest to be Japanese. Fucking mentor bullshit relationship. I got. I got to admit, I did laugh a lot when he uh, made Miguel like the Make a Wish kid and got him into that concert. Like, you're just like Johnny's just the character you wanna. You just want to hang out with Johnny. Hundred percent want to hang out with Johnny. <laughs> Twisted like, sister Larus- as well. How good's that? I love it. That's that's pretty good. Larusso is kind of like the guy that you you you're okay with, but you only go to work functions and then you kind of just say g'day to him. The lingers. That's Larusso. Johnny's where the money's at. Yeah, I, I, I feel like ultimately they... Here's what else I don't like. I think they have burning through cameos because they probably realize that this thing's only got one, maybe one or two more seasons in it. And I feel like you could probably do a whole season arc on LaRusso and maybe Johnny going to Japan and then like, hey man, this is what karate is all about. And then educating Johnny on the actual origins of karate. You know what I mean? As opposed to just a 40 minute, oh, hey, you remember me? Yeah. Oh, you didn't, you didn't never married? Oh, you couldn't get over me because I saved your life? Oh, that's, un- that's unlucky. Oh, hey, you chosen. Hey, yeah. Oh, this is awkward. Oh, you're going to teach me karate? Cool, teach me karate. Okay, see you, bye. Oh, it's secret technique. Awesome, thanks. This is not going to be useful later on. Like, fuck me, what are you... Like, this is like an episode of Naruto, man. This is fucking bizarre. Well, they got to admit, they're 25 minutes. Like, you're not going to get a big character arc, start, finish, middle, end well, kind of thing. you can if you cut the shit. <sighs> yeah, okay. But I don't really want that in my Cobra Kai series, to be honest. I kind of like that quick pace. Like, each episode, I want to linger into the next one, next one. And I like how I like how it does that, and it, it is a series you binge. It's not a series you don't binge. So I mean, I kind of don't want it to, you know, build on one thing. I kind of like this chop, choppy pace, but that's that's just me. But in saying that, when he did go to Japan and then went to Okinawa, I was a bit like, all right, that's a bit unrealistic. But how how, yeah. how good did uh, Kimiko still look? Larusso uh, fucked up. He sure. should have gone back to fucking Okinawa. <laughs> he should have just stayed there. He should have just just learn karate and just be a farmer and just have a Japanese wife and just live the fucking farm life. Is that right? He just would have. He just would have worked in retail because <laughs> they what, sold all the farm. That's what Andy would have done. Andy would have just had the fucking Japanese <laughs> farm yeah, life. Yeah, then he would uh, be selling uh, Pokemon uh, cards on the strip afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not sure where that was going. I'll be honest. I, I was not <laughs> sure if Daniel was going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't know whether he was going to be tempted or not. He, they got very emotional when they were reading those letters. Um, but it was. I, I I must say though that the letters were pretty awesome. Um, the yeah, Miyagi letters. Nice, nice way and, to bring back Miyagi. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also sort of interweaving his humor, saying. You know, I heard it on a car ad or whatever that line was. I was, I was pissing it. That was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's probably the best capture of Miyagi. That did a much better job than the previous season where they just got, you know, old man stunt double Miyagi to, you know, pretend to be him. That was definitely a better way of bringing Miyagi back into the back into the series. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think. Um, I don't know why. Why did he have to go to Japan? Like, um, to save the dealership. But why did the dealership? I, I, I kind of missed that whole point of why his dealership was under scrutiny for like ten minutes. His rival was. Um, uh, I can't remember the rival dealer's name, but he was. Um, signing an exclusive relationship with the supplier, I think it was. Um, so he was going to go over there and visit the supplier. And yeah, it turned out being the little girl that he saved on the clock tower, which was a freakish coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it was literally just to get a, have him have a reason to go to Japan again. Okay. All right. Okinawa is just a small fishing island, man. That's not much of a coincidence, you know? That's, that's Yeah. All right. See, that's what I mean. That, that kind of lost me there, that episode. Oh, I was but, I was pumped for him to go back, and I was pumped for the cameos. But then yeah. the payoff was just like non-existent. I don't need to see two middle-aged people just sit in a bar for ten minutes, fifteen minutes, and reminisce. I was I was pumped for the way chosen, which was giving him nothing, and I kind of wanted him awesome. to just to keep doing that. I know that you know you have to turn him whatever, but that was killer. He was literally giving him nothing. He's like, I'm going to go get a drink. I'll get the drink. Sit down. Like, he goes up, gets a drink, and he's like, are you going to get a drink? I don't drink! It's like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like, that okay, was he, cool. You know what my, my whole issue is with that? I oh, think that's... Chosen should have been just left on the shelf. Like, I would have much rather... And you know, what I, you know why I think they did the shopping mall thing? It's because they didn't actually go to Akinawa, right? They literally filmed it in Southern California, and they didn't have the money, money to go to uh, Okinawa, but it would have been a bit more like. Wouldn't you think it would be a bit better to spend the time with Yukimo going to the castle or going to the Miyagi's old house? Like, you know what I mean? Like just doing it properly. Just like, hey, remember this? Oh yeah, remember this? And then I don't know. Daniel finding inspiration inside the Miyagi dojo as opposed to fucking fighting chosen. Yeah, but I guess the um, thing was there was we need to teach Daniel. Uh, another move we need to teach him that he hasn't learned everything from Miyagi because he thinks he has and then Chosen is kind of that conduit because everyone else is dead because Ralph Macchio is like 60 something years old anyway or wherever he is um, to be able to teach him some more secrets of Miyagi-Do so I can't you know I see what they were doing there but then at the same time I'm like oh, you know what I could have skipped that episode just quick question with these flashbacks, Andy touched on it at the beginning of of the pod, which was, you know, they seem to show a lot of um, flashbacks in previous movies. This one was full of it, obviously, because it's like, hey, do you remember that guy? It's actually that guy. Um, did they, they didn't do that in previous seasons. They, they filmed original content, didn't they? To, you know, to get, to be those flashbacks? Like, did they just get the rights to the movies or something? Or did it, that, Sam, that was my thought. Yeah. Oh, oh. Sorry, Sam. Oh, I'll Andy, jump in. You know that, this. That, that was nah, well, very my polite co-host. That, this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, my thought was that Netflix, yeah, obviously acquired the rights, but because I assume that their assumption is that because they have a broader audience, um, they want to remind people who may or may not have seen Karate Kid as to what sort of happened as they tell the story. That was sort of my guess as to why they did it so much. Um, but yeah, in the, in the previous seasons, they like, there was that scene, I think of Miyagi from the back that was 
definitely just a stand-in actor. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was my initial thought. I thought that Netflix maybe acquired the rights and and were just sort of in, interweaving it to to tell the story to those who may not have seen Karate Kid two and three. That's a good question. Who actually owns Karate Kid? I think it's Sony. Hold that up. I mean, hey, does it need it though? Owns I don't know. Kid. Like, I feel like you'd only watch this if you are a fan of Karate Kid, though. Yeah, for sure. I think they they definitely overdid it. Yeah. Yeah, that that the flashbacks were definitely overkill. I mean, you're not again. You know, well, I say that oh, you're not Columbia watching, Pictures. Okay. You're not watching Cobra Kai. I was about to say you're not watching Cobra Kai. If, you know, unless you're a fan of the Karate Kid. But then, I will admit that for the past two years since Cobra Kai has been out, I felt like only a handful of people knew about this series. And now, like, I've got mates that ask me questions. Hey, is it worth watching the other Karate Kid movies before jumping into this? And then they start watching it just as a casual fan that's just interested. Yeah, but I would argue... they might have seen Karate Kid once before, you know? Yeah, yeah, but I'd argue that's because it was on YouTube and nobody paid for YouTube Red. Like, nobody. Yeah. So... In fact, no, but that's Netflix. what I mean. That's what I mean. Maybe that's why they've done this on Netflix for those casual, casual fans. Like I've got some mates who may have seen Karate Kid when they were like five years old, um, and they've watched they've watched all of Cobra Kai from start from one to three now, watching three um, because they remember the Karate Kid being good, but they haven't seen Karate Kid two, three. Like they asked me, how many movies are there? I was like four. Oh yeah, the remake. No, there's one with a girl. What do you mean there's one with a girl? Isn't Jackie Chan Miyagi? You know, like there's there's people out there that haven't seen it maybe that's why they're catering with all these flashbacks I don't know but it did get very annoying yeah I'd agree with that I, th- I think that's that's my thoughts on the reasoning let's um, talk about um, an intentional flashback an original flashback and that's uh, Kreese's origin in I guess origin story full stop I didn't mind it then it went to Vietnam and I hated it. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts? No, nah, I didn't need it. I didn't need it. I got a funny story on the on the flashbacks and I'll let Andy um, say his point of view on it. Uh, look, I I don't know. I thought, okay, cool. You got a bit of an original crease. That's cool. I would much rather him be just a bully to begin with. Like, I don't want a sympathetic crease. I just want him to be an asshole from start to finish, but that's fine. Um, the, the funny story I've got is... Was it? I can't remember what episode it was, but um, I was. It was when one. It was when one of them got shot, and it was that guy who looked exactly like Terry Silver, right? You know, they obviously set him up to be the Terry Silver look-alike ponytail, weird jawline, looked exactly like him, right? And then he gets shot. Now I was in such shock out loud. I went, "What the fuck?" How the, what the, does it make any fucking sense? I don't get it. And I missed the line where they revealed that that wasn't silver. And then I messaged Andy going, what the, like, I don't understand why they would set up silver just to die. Like, I don't get it. And then Andy had to explain to me I missed, like, a key line. Anyway, that's my funny story. I freaked out on the couch so loudly I missed the plot of the fucking, of the, uh, of the episode. But anyway, how did you feel, Andy? How did you feel about the uh, Cree storyline? Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> when I got that message, I was like, uh, you kind of missed the whole point. <laughs> um, oh, look, I, I actually really like the Vietnam flashbacks. Um, 
I think it's more or less because I, I just really liked finding out a little bit more about Crease and, and I guess their experience in Vietnam and how Cobra Kai came about. Um, yeah, the, the Terry Silver swerve was <laughs> was pretty funny. I, I was also in shock and, and pretty damn confused because in the lead up to it, I was like, oh, look at Terry Silver. He's still got his hair <laughs> like, um, to Nat. Um, and we were sort of just pissing it. And then, yeah, he got shot in the head. Um Mm-hmm. But that character, I think, is called Ponytail, and I assume that maybe Terry Silver grew his hair out as some sort of dedication, or that's what I'm sort of running with. Um, I liked the the fight scene with his captain, where he sort of dumps him in the in the pit of snakes. Um, it's good to sort of see that side of Crease and know, like, you know, this guy is actually legit, and he has killed people. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't executed perfectly, but um, it was just good to see his backstory. I thought that was pretty cool. It's so cheap, though. Like, it's like, oh my god, this is the biggest set jungle I've ever seen. The, 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 the are they the Viet Cong or North Vietnamese Army? Because you got the uniforms completely wrong. They're just like generic gray and green, which is not what they wore. Um, the captain was fat, like. How can this guy teach anyone karate other than how to eat a hamburger? Like this is this guy this is not in military shape for a green beret. Um, the operations, I don't know. I just thought I. When they say in Karate Kid Three, when he says that he saved his life, I just assumed he meant it was in combat. He saved his life in combat, and this is just weird, man. This Fight Club thing was weird. It was just weird, man. It was just like what the. Fuck? Yeah, that kind of that, that that was another thing that kind of took me out of it. I was just like, okay, cool, get it. Chris a bit messed up. Oh look, they're fighting over a pit of snakes. Uh, okay, cobras. Oh yeah, remember this time I was in Vietnam and the war camp and the cobras were there and yeah, this cobra kite. Like fuck me. And then I killed our captain with karate yeah. and he fell into some cobras. Oh yeah. my god! And the base oh got airstrike, but for some reason, all the guys just left because they got airstrike, um, and that yeah. would make no sense because they would just probably I don't know, cop the bombs, but then still stay there or kill all the prisoners and then move on. They just wouldn't flee from. It makes no sense. Anyway, um, yeah. there's some thinking too much about it. It's just a bit. It's I just think there's a lot of half-assed things. Like the scope of this season was beyond the budget. Um, I generally think that they should have just narrowed the focus. It should have had the tournament, the final tournament. Um, and what really is the motivation of Silver to come back in a second time for this for his mate's fucking karate franchise? Like, really? A second time? He's going to come in again to face LaRusso again to have his ass handed to him again. Like, really? Yeah, like, uh, I'm just trying to think back to Karate Kid 3. I mean, he wanted to put Cobra Kai's all over the valley and everything, so they needed to win the tournament. They needed to get in the, the Russo's mindset and everything, so they failed at doing that. Cobra Kai left the valley. Um, I guess he kept running schools elsewhere, or... I don't, like, I don't think Silver was ever into the schools. He was just pumping money into... Crease's uh, 
No, that was one of his lines. That was one of his lines. Yeah. He's saying Cobra Kai's going to be everywhere. Cobra Kai's going to be all over the valley. That, that's what Silver said in, in part three. Yeah, but that's yeah, not he was, was, was going to franchise him. No, it is. He funds it. He funds Cobra Kai. No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that Kyle Reese, well, the Kyle Reese, fucking Kreese is the one, is, is Cobra Kai, all right? He started Cobra Kai. He lost it. He called up his buddy. His buddy said, don't worry about it. I've got infinite money. I'm going to bankroll your Cobra Kai now. So he was helping out his mate for payback for saving his life in Vietnam. I, I thought he cool. gave him the startup money for that. That was my impression from watching well, part the first one. The last time I watched it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was involved in it. I could be wrong. Well, you know what we need to do now? We need to go watch Karate Kid 3. <sighs> Karate Kid 3 is the worst one. Um, <laughs> oh, mate. Well, he's, he's the guy they get to fight him. Um, Mike Barnes. Mike, Mike Barnes, Karate's bad boy. Back? Ah, uh, fuck, fuck Mike Barnes, you little bitch. I hate Mike Barnes. Worst villain ever. I think, yeah, number three is no good. Um, look, flat out, I I just ultimately feel like they should have ended it with the tournament. And, and or they ended it with Johnny fighting Crease and winning back Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai goes into the tournament but has a clean tournament and wins or loses with honor. You know what I mean? Like, he redeems Cobra Kai. Like, Johnny achieves his sort of ambitions. Um, they're, de- I- they're, def- they're definitely, like, stretching it to get another season. Like, yeah. I, I feel this three Karate Kid movies, three Karate Kid seasons. We don't, we don't, we don't talk about the fourth, you know? I, you can't really get much more out of this. I, but don't get me wrong, still killer, but... It'd be interesting to see how they stretch out for another 10, 25 yeah. minute long episodes. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the whole thing, all oh, the tournaments are not going to be on anymore. It's like, what? 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 Why are you doing this? Why are you wasting my time with with, with this? What? Um, I, I don't know. I, I want Cobra Kai to be around. I don't like the stipulation that if Cobra Kai loses, that's the end of it. I want Cobra Kai to be around, right? I don't want Miyagi. Johnny isn't a student of Miyagi. And I don't even want Miyagi to have a dojo because Miyagi karate is literally like it's a family institution passed down from Yes. You know, father to son or whatever. So like really Daniel should be training Sam. Even though I really don't like dislike what they've done in Sam season three. Sam in season three is the biggest I don't know, like just grow a backbone, man. Like you were so awesome, now you're just so meek and Sam, Sam in season three. Sam in season three. Her arc was literally just to get that line out of uh, you know, focus. You know, you, it's okay to lose to opponent, but you must not lose to fear. Literally, the only reason. I'm a bit disappointed that they didn't include the rest of that of Mike Barnes going off saying that you know Miyagi's karate is shit, and we won't say what word he used to describe it. But you know. You gotta show the flashback. Gotta show the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? That was just there to pop Andy. That's all. Probably the best scene in season three is that scene. <laughs> um, the other thing I didn't like about I think this had one too many gang fights, like all in all brawls. Because let's like, if you go to watch Karate Kid one, right when Daniel Larusso gets beat up, he's visibly like he has visible bruises and whatever, and he almost 
doesn't recover from a cheap shot to the knee, right? It almost takes him out. These guys take punches like champs. <laughs> One guy literally has his arm broken and is, is back fighting karate to an episode later. Like, it just sort of diminishes the value of the fight if you're just going to be constantly giving me these all-on-all brawls that are so badly Miguel's staged. Miguel's in a coma for two fucking weeks, is paralyzed, has surgery, and I he's know, man. winning karate <laughs> battles at the end of the season. Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, these kids these kids are indestructible man. it's bizarre indestructible. like what are they doing and it's, none of these kids are good in terms of making the karate that's what I mean that's why you need the framework of a tournament because you can you can choreograph a tournament especially like you know minimal contact or whatever in this like all in all fight sequences it's so hard I mean they're putting people through walls and shit and I'm like what the fuck is this <laughs> like I, de- I, I definitely in our last review I criticised and critiqued the karate. I did say it was a bit weak. This season, um, they they fine tuned it a little bit. There wasn't any karate. It was just all in all brawls all the time. Yeah, it was it was like superhero fights. Yeah, people going through walls. People. Going, I was more thinking uh, old man karate. I actually I actually enjoyed the old man karate fight scenes more than I did the uh, the full on cinematic brawls. To be honest. I could go some more old man karate. That was killer. Andy, what did you think of all the, like the kids' karate? Yeah, I, I think they leaned in a little bit too much with the brawls. Um, and I think you're right in saying how they've sort of portrayed the kids as being indestructible when, like in this season, whereas you sort of look back in season one and two and it was sort of, poking fun at the fact that that younger generation of kids are all a bunch of wusses <laughs> but now suddenly in this season they're all <laughs> indestructible <laughs> um so yeah i yeah i agree with that i think the brawls were too much and and yeah I, I liked sort of the older older guys karate as well well hawk flat out murders a guy on the mat like literally murders a guy on a mat like the, the, that kid would not get up he'd be in the hospital that, that kid's dead. That, that, kid, that kid's dead. dead. Like, <laughs> like, these guys are bare-knuckle sparring, full contact, bare-knuckle sparring, shins to faces. People are literally just walking into the club with no martial arts experience getting you tested I mean? by psychopaths. Yeah, it's not realistic. But at the end of the day, because the whole season is portrayed like that, it, you can kind of just kind of ignore it. Like, I'm seeing Hawk murder a dude on the map. I'm seeing Hawk break some dude's arm. And then in the last episode, in the last five minutes, he goes, you know what? I actually want to be a good guy. <laughs> and, like, Yeah, that, oh, that okay. redemption was get... so forced and weird. It was bizarre. Oh. It, was, it was so... Oh, my God. All of this whole fucking thing was so... It's just Hawk just doing a 180, like, over the most minute fucking... Sentiment, not even sentimental. It was like, really? That's the thing that's going to pull him back. Yeah, but what? I like, what pulled him back? His mate was getting gang bashed or something, right? And then, but like, he gang bashed his mate at the beginning and broke. That's his what I mean. I like, I don't get. I don't get. Like, where this? Like, this is like a big the wrestling reference right here. This is like a big show heel turn, face turn. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It literally just comes out of nowhere. I don't know. Like, that, I, I hate Hawk. I, I, I don't know. I was, hopefully, he gets killed off in the first episode or something, and Miguel goes on a redemption for him. I don't know. It's just, I can't stand that character. And that mohawk's got to go. Like, uh, whatever. How does he gel it up? I don't get it. Don't what do you think of the hawk turn, Andy? 
Um, see, I actually don't mind Hawk. Oh, you're a fan of shit. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I don't mind him. Um, I think... Yeah, I'm trying to remember what, what was the turn. What was his reasoning for that? Uh, he, he just saw his... Um, who was, who was going to shit bin out of him? It was Dimitri. Yeah, Dimitri. Yeah, that's it. He yeah. broke Dimitri's arm, yeah. but then some other guy was breaking Dimitri's face, and he was like, oh, no, I can do that. That's my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, I think there. if there's probably one other gripe I have with this season, it's the amount of turns <laughs> that kept happening. Um, and, and that's not just Hawk, but yeah, Robbie to Tori to sort of everyone flipping around. That was hard to follow at times. Um, but I like Hawk. I don't, I don't mind him. When did Tori turn? I thought Tori was always uh, She came off karate, I think. Like she No, I, I just mean like the relationships turning and, and one minute it's like all of that shit is hard for me to follow at times. Um Yeah, didn't she break yeah. up with Miguel because Oh no no no, they kissed in season two. That's the other thing as well. They kept flashing back to previous movies, but I look I love the Cobra Kai series, but I'm not gonna rewatch them. Um kinda like I don't really feel like I need to, but I I forgot like Tori and Robbie saw Miguel and Sam kiss. So it's like instead of flashing back to a movie I've seen four hundred and fifty times, why don't you just give me a refresher as to why Tori hates you know Sam? Like I I couldn't remember. I was like, what did she do that was so bad? I actually can't remember. I remember Tori trying to kill her with a knife or something, but I don't remember you know. Miguel and uh, Samantha, Sam's last kiss, but anyway, that's that's nothing. That's a bit of nitpicking. It's still better than a six and a half out of ten. Well, just throwing that out there. Uh, you guys seem to be agreeing with me a lot. <laughs> um, uh, no, at a little, at a little nitpicky stuff, right? A little nitpicky stuff, but overall, like no, I did say, I, I did say, I did say, it's all, yeah, it's still binge worthy is still very watchable it's still laugh out loud funny like we Moment all said yeah. we all said that Johnny's the best part of the series of the season sorry well Johnny was in it a lot and if he's the best part and he's the reason why you're tuning in I, I think that he delivered and I think that the series delivered so you know like agree with you at some points but it's it's definitely more than a six and a half out of ten, man. Yeah, for for me, the Johnny stuff kind of outbalances all the bad stuff. I, I there's so many, like just yeah. I was remembering the moment where he was at the school and he just walks past that kid and hits his books out of his hands. Yeah, <laughs> that just popped me. I was, I was pissing myself. So sorry. Or the, um, like when he pulls out the, like the old model images. <laughs> it's just like he want, wanting to upload them on his Facebook and, and like ordering the vegan cheeseburger and all that stuff. I was, or the vegan Buddha bowl, whatever it was. That that was all classic for me. He, him rehearsing, trying to order that vegan Buddha bowl. That was, was like, I will get the vegan, whatever it was. I was just like, ah, Johnny. Ah, could just, he needs his own spinoff series. Nah, he doesn't. Um, he just needs to keep doing this. It's killer. Hmm. What else? What else? I had one other thing I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So, all in all, um, Crease goes on a massive recruit drive to 
bolster the stock of Cobra Kai and he basically targets the school athletes, um, rightly so, and he kind of is trying to weed out all the nerds that Johnny got. Um, consequently, uh, he turns his attention to Robbie in an attempt to get Johnny to come back to Cobra Kai. Um, when Johnny finds out that Robbie is a pupil, he loses his shit. He goes to, um, no, sorry, that doesn't happen. It, he, when Miguel is all, his face is all bruised and battered, he's like, what happened? And then he goes to confront, uh, Crease at the dojo, Cobra Kai dojo. He's like, why did you send them to Danny LaRusso's house? And then he sees his son, Robbie. And then that's when the fight happens. And it's like the, the epic showdown, right? Pupil versus master. And Johnny beats the living shit out of him. Like, he was, it was awesome. It was actually the best part of the whole series was Johnny just beating the shit out of Chris. Mm-hmm. And him, Chris trying to get cheap shots in. He's like, Johnny's just dealing with it, like deflecting. And he didn't need Danny LaRusso's help. I don't know why he had to interject and show up. I, like, well, they, I mean, they did go to his house. Like, yeah, I mean, but, I I'd mean, be I'd be pretty pissed off if my rival martial arts instructor sent a group of punks to my house and trashed the place. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he tried to do a, a run in, and I was like, "Well, the run in wasn't warranted. This is not. This is like Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader. You don't need fucking Yoda with a run in. Like you have to show off his new move. Yeah, well, you, you you're stamping on um." Johnny's fucking story here like you're dampening the mood um but the actual fight itself was pretty brutal and really cool like I actually really liked it I thought it was probably the best thing out of probably all three seasons to be honest you know what I actually liked a lot about that is you just you definitely saw a rage come out of Johnny and when his son started attacking him and he's like he doesn't want to hit him but if you watch Johnny and him just like his son was just like all right well he's like fuck it he's just like blocks 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 and makes him run into a wall that was that was like brutal without being brutal that was so good um like that was definitely the best i would say the best acting in the whole season as well um and that probably my favorite part and yes you're right larusso didn't have to run in but to tie in the ending to lead into the next season, it needed to happen. Hmm, I guess. I was annoyed when I realized that there would be no conclusion. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear It was like you had all these episodes and we didn't get a conclusion. You fucking bastards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, they just Andy, you're on. too polite. If you've got an opinion, mate, jump in and start talking over somebody. <laughs> That's what we do. Nah, don't. Um, my my thought is on that. I, I just trying to sort of see how Robbie and Johnny come back from that, but I can't imagine anything in my head as to where they go from there <laughs> after his son ran into a locker um, or whatever it was. I liked nice. when Chris pulled down the little dagger. Um, what what do you call that, phony? The little the sigh. The sigh. Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that was the best the best fight scene um, in the season by far. Um, yeah. 
Alrighty, alright. So, uh, something also happens in this um, season is that we actually get a splinter, I guess, or, and you get out of Cobra Kai, and you get three factions. You get the Miyagi Dojo, or is it Miyagi Do? I don't know what the fuck it's called. Um, Cobra Kai, and the new faction, Eagle Hawk, no, Eagle Fang Karate. I've asked my two esteemed colleagues to come up with a power rankings or a I guess yeah power rankings of which faction they faction they believe to be the strongest out of the three granted at the end of the series Eagle Fang and Miyagi I guess merged or joined forces at the very least but let's just assume that there's still three and let's go through which what we believe to be the strongest faction based on the students each school has so, phones, you're going to go first, my friend. Lay it on me. Give me some power rankings. And and justify it as well. Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> I was hoping you would have got our guest, Andy. To oh, go Andy, first. go first. Fuck. I could have jumped off. No, no, no. Sorry. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Um, the power rankings. So, look, from weakest, as much as this kills me, I'm going to go with Miyagi, though. Um, my reasoning behind that 100%, is... 100%, they're feel, full of fucking pussies, 100%. Not, it's, not, it's not about... No, 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 it's not about that, because he is teaching him true martial arts. He's teaching him defense-based martial arts. I think the martial arts is fine, but as, as... And this is killing me to say this, but this season has really made it obvious. But as Miyagi said, and actually got quoted to Daniel, no such thing as bad student, only bad teacher. I just do not feel Daniel is a really good teacher and they actually had a splinter later on when he brought back Miyagi-Do and he was drilling his students in you gotta get this right you gotta get this right you know like I I just don't think he's a strong enough teacher and he's you know doesn't doesn't portray a strong instructor for these students and that's why I feel they're the weakest now second one I'm gonna chuck down there I'm gonna put Cobra Kai and I'm putting them there because, yeah, all right, they're badass, they're strong, they're tough, uh, they beat up their new recruits. Um, but that's it. They're just, they're just brutal. But they're lacking one important aspect, which our next crew have. And what are they called? E- Eagle Fang? Um, they're my number one because they've got the most important thing that any martial arts needs. While I don't agree with their style... I actually agree with Miyagi-Do style. They have heart. Because if you're committed enough to do martial arts with a drunk, washed-up loser who keeps letting you down, but you believe in it enough that you're willing to go out into the into the sticks to do it, you've got heart. And that's all you need to succeed in martial arts. Therefore, they're my number one strongest. Also, Johnny's killer. That's it. Hmm. I disagree with your logic, but I agree with your rankings. <laughs> yeah, that's because you don't understand. Finally, you don't enough. understand. All right. Anyway. Andy, fire it up. Let's go. What do you got? <clears throat> so <clears throat> I'm going to agree with Miyagi-Do being number three. Um, just looking at their roster, uh, knowing that Sam is their strongest student, um, followed by... 
I'd say Dimitri, <laughs> um, who uh, is not that great. Um, I'd say Miyagi-Do is definitely a number three. Um, but I disagree uh, with Cobra Kai coming in second. If, if we're assuming that Cobra Kai is Cobra Kai um, and they have Robbie, Tori, uh, are we saying Hawk is still part of Cobra Kai? Or? Yeah, we'll say we'll take it from episode eight or nine, so, whatever it was. Yep, before they moved. Robbie, Tori, Hawk, um, the Asian jock uh, up against Miguel in Eagle Fang. Um, I think it's no question that Cobra Kai, even with the fact that they're very aggressive. Uh, I, I know nothing about karate and whatever, but um, I think Cobra Kai kicked the shit out of both Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do and Cobra Kai number one for me. Interesting. Okay, so if we're taking it from that episode, they don't have Robbie yet. So Robbie, in my opinion, is number one seed for the, the title, for the championship. Miguel so, being... Robbie's free agent? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, in this scenario. Uh, right. Doesn't change my rankings. I don't think it does. I, I, <laughs> I, I, the only reason why I have Eagle Fang at number one is because of Miguel. So, Miguel, for me, is the best out of the lot, right? And he is probably the best story out of the lot. He's pretty much Daniel LaRusso. But instead of getting Miyagi, he gets Johnny. Like, you know what I mean? So that's why he's a bit messed up. Um, so Miyagi uh, Dojo, I think, is definitely the weakest. And I think they're... I'm not even sure if they're at a school at this point because Daniel's not around. It's kind of the Sam teaching herself, I guess, or trying to learn herself. And you look at their roster and it's... Yeah, it's not great. They only have probably one, you know, top five seed in Sam, and she is just so absent this whole sort of series. Then you look at Eagle Fan, they got Miguel. Miguel's got his mojo. He's the number, he is the champ. Um, he also got a motivated Johnny. He's back. He's trying to do the best he can by his students. Um, the Cobra Kai, I think, isn't at that level yet because I would assume that they're. Highest student, highest students, Hawk, and Hawk was Miguel's sidekick, and I is Hawk isn't. I don't know. They pump him up pretty hard, but I don't think he's gonna be the victor. Like he's he, to me, he just he's nah. I don't know. I just don't see him being pretty much. I think. Um, He's probably not even their best student, right? I think the best student is um, Tori. Tori, yeah, I think she's yeah, the best. I, so I would view Tori as their best student over yeah. Hawk. Yeah, I think um, so too. To, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. please, Tori can't punch for shit. Yeah, but you none of them train? can. None of them can. Nah, nah, nah And it seems can. that Dimitri can. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it it seems that Crease is or has taken like a massive interest in Tori over Hawk. Um, at, at least in those first couple of episodes, that was the sort of vibe I was getting. Um, so I, I would rank Tori above Hawk and, and probably number one for Cobra Kai until Robbie gets in. Yeah, uh, yeah. So let's maybe... So we kind of... 
I think we're all kind of floating around the same that we think Miyagi is probably the weakest of the lot, and maybe that's a reflection of the teacher. But then let's jump to the actual tournament. So the tournament's going to happen in Season 4. I assume it's going to happen in Season 4. We don't know. Out of the finalized, I guess, rosters between Cobra Kai and um, uh, Miyagi Dojo, you'd have to say... So Miguel, I would say, as the defending champ, he... Um, I think Daniel said that the rules are he, defending champs go straight into the semifinals or some shit. So, number one seed I would have is Robbie. Then I'd probably have... I assume it's not intergender. Maybe it is intergender. Who knows? If it's intergender, I'd still have Robbie as the number one seed, then Tori. Then probably, reluctantly, Sam as fourth, just because she's the Russo. And then fifth, mm, I guess, Hawk, right? So, realistically, you think Miguel's a champ, but he's no longer with Cobra Kai. Then you got Robbie and Tori are the only ones that are Cobra Kai till they die, and then the other two are Sam and Hawk. What are the odds that they win? Like realistically, like do you think this is that that Cobra Kai is going to win the tournament? I'm asking you guys to do some forecasting. Um, nah, Cobra Kai is not going to win the tournament. But come on, it's it's heavily stacked against them. Yeah, I know, but... They're uh, not going to win. Miguel, I think Miguel's going to win. I think Miguel is being built up as the LaRusso of this series. I mean, he just came back from a fucking coma. Like, um, it, it, it is being heavily stacked up in Cobra Kai's favor. I think this coming season, you're going to see, like, all the students take steroids and they're going to, like, Rocky four these some bitches. Um, in regard, you know, compared to the other ones. And they're probably going to clean sweep the beginnings, I reckon Sam's going to get knocked out in the first round. And I think uh, Dimitri's going to get knocked out. And most Eagle Fang is going to be left to Miguel, pretty much taking on all of Cobra Kai. That's my predictions, but Miguel's going to win. Hands Miguel down. has to win. Miguel's the best. I the thing I like about Miguel, Sam... Miguel, Miguel wins. Miguel has to Miguel win. Miguel wins. He has yeah. to win. The thing I don't like about Sam and um, Tori's rivalry is that it's over a guy. Like, how cliched is that? Couldn't it be over something else? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Why does it have to be two two women fighting over, like, a love interest? Why couldn't it be, like, two women just fighting to be the fucking alpha woman? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I, yeah, I remember. What? It's always the same yeah. shit. Like, give us something good. I, I do like the fact I, that Tori tried to cut it, like, or did cut I, it. That was I pretty cool. It was, I thought it was more... Well, yeah, it's definitely the guy thing, but I thought it was more the whole rich poor thing at least that's how they started it with tori and sam anyway um with that scene in season two um where they're at the country club um like that that was the sort of vibe i was getting it was that tori jealous of sam um aspect and then yeah obviously with the with the guys interweave kind of got rid of that storyline i mean they did touch on tori's you know lifestyle but they didn't really touch too much on the um, rich poor aspect at all this 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 season. I think they're trying to get rid of that because probably is they probably are chucking way too much into this and and losing things that did make the series a bit more interesting in the past. But 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I think Tori, they gave her a bit of a backstory there just to give her something. Because they kind of yeah, forgot to, about to her, her for a couple else. episodes, you know what I mean? Like, did, didn't she disappear? Did she, like, disappear for, like, two or three episodes? No, like, dude, everyone disappeared for two or three episodes at some stage. Except Johnny. That's what... <laughs> and the whole thing, you know what really pissed me off? The whole looking for um Robbie and, like, the partnership of the two, Danny and Robbie. And I'm like... It's better lead cash. somewhere, and it doesn't lead anywhere. <laughs> like, it, like he he goes to his mum, and they go back and find him. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is, I guess, to show that even when they they can't get along, but we already know that they can't get along. And I guess maybe to give us a cheap pop with the fight scene. But I don't know. I just there's some. I just felt weird with that whole dynamic of um. That's the guy's son. Maybe don't try and be a pseudo father to him like you know what I mean like maybe you know that there's a boundary there and just maybe step off Larissa what the fuck you know, you know what I mean I felt yeah, that I just feel weird like you try what are you trying to do adopt this kid like even Crease like fuck man that's so well Crease is only doing it as mind games Crease is yeah, doing well, it I, as yeah I get that but I find that Larusso, yeah but Larusso uh, he's I don't know he's not winning any new fans man like, he's always been a bit of a dick like, yeah, like, but in Karate in Karate Kid one, two, and three, at least he was like, he was a lovable dick. Like, he's just had an attitude, you know. Now he's just like, I don't know. He's trying to give everyone life lessons and shit. Like, you're not a wise Asian janitor, mate. You know, just put your chopsticks away. You don't know how to use them. And just fucking take up kickboxing lessons or something. You know, teach your kids MMA. Like, I don't. Know. I'm over Larissa. Well, the whole thing why I mean, he was such a good teacher is that he had a fucking life, right? He literally, yeah, World War Two vet. He had the whole thing with Sato in Japan. He had like he had a fucking life, and Larissa has had massive life experience. But it's like he's now too rich, too middle class to give a fuck. So I get what they're trying to do with, and Johnny's like was rich, but now he's so poor, and now he's just trying to use karate to to get him back into like society and just sort of like a rhythm. They're better themes that they could exploit here, and I just feel like this is this was bloated, uh, a bit aimless. This series, um, overall, I think it's a sliding scale of and the law of diminishing returns that is very rarely, as a series goes on, it gets better. Like there's like, off the top of my head, I could think of maybe Sopranos, but even then, that tapered off probably after season three. Um, the wire definitely had its ups and ups and downs. So even like the best TV shows, air quotes ever made. Um, it's very rare for a TV show to get better with each season. Like it usually starts off pretty hot and then slowly, slowly just tapers off. Um, and I feel like this is maybe was maybe a sharp ninety degrees that they're not going to come back from. They should have ended it with this season. They, I think they so. should have. They should have, uh, you know what? Like, even if they gave it, even if they wanted to do all this bullshit, right? It's only going to take another what, three or five episodes to get to a tournament to bring back Silver. Like, they're not really giving that much more to go on with another season. That's what I'm worried about. Like, they've they've he's gone to Okinawa. He's he's met up with Chosen. They've done. They've hit every beat from these movies. 
they're just going to pinch silver out. They're, they're clearly doing that, just pinching things from the movies. They either need to create some storylines that people actually care about with these kids, but if they want to keep the retro act, you've only got another three episodes before you get to that tournament. So they need to do something. But I've got faith in a man because I really enjoy this Cobra Kai TV series. And uh, I'm going to give this season a 7.8 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you you summed it up nicely, Andy. You got any final thoughts as we wind up this episode? Look, I think um, I'm really excited for season four and to see Terry Silver come back because he is one of my favourite characters um, of you know the entire Karate Kid world. You know, he drives a Rolls Royce, lives in a mansion, dumps toxic waste, <laughs> puts <laughs> puts his. Puts his business on hold to get revenge on a 20-year-old. Like, for me, that is ticking all the boxes. So um, I have faith that that um, Terry Silver will be very interesting to watch in Season 4 um, and will we'll sort of help to, to put the energy back uh, back into the series. So I'm, I'm super pumped for that. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this season... Um, just because it was good to sort of see what some of those characters have been up to. Um, you know, Kumiko, um, Chazen, um, the crease backstory, like I loved all that. And I think that, I guess to your point, Sam, um, that they need to find that balance and make the sort of next generation and those younger kids a little bit more interesting. Um, so they're not leaning, um, leaning too much on all that old stuff. Um, but in saying that I'll, I'll, I'll give this a, I'll give this a 7.5 out of 10 this season. Uh, just like that, Andy, Andy is never invited back to the podcast again. He's 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 very (laughs) rational. He's very polite. Yeah, I'm never invited back again. Um, nah, look, let's be honest. It is what it is. It's not poetry. It's not Game of Thrones. It's not. It's a cheap tween CW show, right? Everything's in the fucking studio. Everything is in a soundstage. It's the action is okay, but you watch it for the campiness. You watch it for like just the good times I as long as the good times come back I'll be in but I for 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 a series where the episodes only go for generally 30 minutes and I'm like kind of almost skimming it because it's a bit boring a bit dry and a bit too much puff I think that's a bad sign they're kind of out of gas and out of juice so yeah, I still I stick with my six point five. I think it's probably if you're invested, it's worth going through to get to where it's gonna end up with the tournament. But I could probably say see eps one to four the last fifteen minutes of ep um nine and then episode ten. The rest you don't need to worry about. And you probably not miss out on anything. Maybe you might miss out on Robbie, why Robbie decides to join Cobra Kai. But other than that, you'd probably still have a better time, I feel. And you'd just save yourself 
an hour or an hour and a half of just just nothing. Um, on that note, that was a very civil uh, discussion on <laughs> for this week. As always, you can find us on SoundCloud, <laughs> iTunes, and Twitter. Um, and I know I keep saying this, listeners, that I'm going to keep, keep trying to pump more of these out, but I don't know, 2020, eh? So until next time, well, uh, thanks for joining me, gents, and we'll catch you down the road.